bitches. Women are equal and they deserve respect. Just kidding, they should suck my dick. Vagina. Vagina. I wanna have sex with your vagina. 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 Two plus two equals vagina. My love is like lightning. It gives girls orgasms. My dick is like an airplane. It gives girls orgasms. I'm the Wayne Gretzky of sexual stuff. I'm the Hulk Hogan of slamming muff. I'm the Indiana Jones of exploring crotch. I'm the Shakespeare of enormous cock. I'm the Helen Keller of having sex. No, wait, that's a bad example. Why did my penis cross the road? To get to the other vagina. Vagina. I wanna have sex with your vagina. 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 E equals MC vagina. I've got a present for you right here. Actually, it's not a present. It's my penis. And I like to call it the spear. Cause spears are long and hard, just like my penis. I don't like it when you talk. Cause that just means you're not sucking my cock. Love is for girls and gays. If you wanna be with me, it goes one of two ways. Either you have sex with me, or you have sex with me. I have really good sex moves, sex moves. that I learned in China. China. I'm a sexual tiger. Tiger. And I feed on vagina. Vagina, vagina, I wanna have sex with your vagina, 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 what time is it? It's vagina, what's the difference between a girl's mouth and a girl's vagina? There is none, I want my penis to be inside both of those things. I'm a good sex man. Girls love my sex. I'm a good sex man. Cause my sex is the best. I'm like Jean-Claude Van Damme. But instead of fighting people, I have sex with them. Listening to books, beer, and bullshit. I am your communist host, Mr. Fred. And I'm your Leninist host, Mr. Jeff. Why, thanks, Mr. Jeff. Welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. Really glad to be here. Yeah. Guess what? Fucked up again. Lost a little of our intro. No big deal. We got the rest of the show. So, we did uh, review a book called Wick. It's a book brought to us from Mr. Jeff, and it's a book more to his flavor, his liking, his reading. So we went something different this time. Not our usual fare on the show, but still a great book. Had fun reviewing it. And also, if if you're not usually somebody who takes a whole ride through the show, you're going to want to take the whole ride with us today. Ride this show out all the way to the bullshit because we have got an extra special bullshit section for you this episode you're not gonna want to miss now on to the review 
All right. Wick. Wick by uh, Michael Bunker and Chris Awalt. Uh, Chris Awalt's the Jersey guy, and Michael Bunker is from Texas. Which kind of makes sense. So, yeah, you set me about this book, and you actually wound up reading. There's an omnibus version that includes, what, three, three or four books in the Wick series? I forget how many it goes. Yeah, I picked up the uh, the whole Kate and Caboodle because it sounded pretty cool to me. Right. And you just had got the first installation. Yes. I want to dip my toes in the water. And uh, this is, I guess, what you call the post-apocalypse? No, not really. This is weird. All right, what we're going to cover, we're only covering book one tonight. Right. Even though you read the whole series, I've only right. read one, so we're going to keep it on the level there. It starts out as... A societal breakdown. Yes. Dystopia, alternate history. Yeah, it could be any of that. I think it, it it's headed that way, even though book one might not totally be an alternate history. Yeah, like the beginnings of a apocalypse sort of a situation. All out global war. Not yet. Not yet. You're gonna ruin this for me. Uh, I, I'll try my really <laughs> hardest not to. Okay, so you know, coming from Jeff and his and your recommendation, I was expecting this war book. Oh, you were expecting just like commie, like World War Three, right off the bat. Yeah, no. And what I got was a guy walking, taking a walk. Hey man, <laughs> it was an interesting walk. Going for a walk. It was a very yeah. cool walk. Um, he's he lives in Brooklyn, in a brownstone. Right. And book basically picks up right at the the day after Hurricane Sandy hits the East Coast. Right. And powers out. Everything's done. This guy basically his, uh, says, "I'm his wife and and." kid got killed yeah and uh, in a bizarre auto accident accident yeah and he's like fuck this city shit i want to go back to my farm yeah he's got a farm in where was it upstate new york somewhere uh very well could have been so he sets off on his quest to go home yeah he has trials and tribulations along the way and he the first night he doesn't even make it like out of brooklyn uh he makes it into manhattan into harlem he makes it up to Harlem. harlem he made it up to harlem from there he Meets a kid who, who falls off a skateboard and gets hurt without going into too much detail because we'll start doing a play-by-play for the whole thing. Now, why would anybody want to read it? Right. If we he, meets, he meets a woman, yep. the boy's mother, and they don't have an intimate moment, but no. they have a, a connection. Yes. And from there, he stays overnight and leaves in the morning. And there's some other little twists and turns it takes, but that's, you know, the basic gist of part A. Yeah. And part B turns into he meets another guy on his walk once he starts getting to like upstate New York. It runs into a truck driver, and this guy offers him a ride further. Yeah, I'll, I'll take you for. Yeah, I'll take you as far as I'm going. I'm yep. going to somewhere else, but it's on the way. So on the on the trip with the truck driver, he he's introduced to the the larger plot of of Wick. Yep. The inklings of it, the beginnings of it, and the guy gives him some off the wall information. And he's given a choice. He can either continue on with the stranger and his uh, nutty plans, or he can just, he's, he's nah, I, I got to go home to my farmhouse in Ithaca, change my life, this is where I want to be. And this is where another dose of real life comes into the story, is a week after we had Hurricane Sandy, East Coast got slammed with a blizzard. And that blizzard figures into the story. Now our, our hero is uh, trapped in the woods. He's out hiking camping making his way upstate new york on foot quite ill prepared quite ill prepared he makes it's a cool part his first night of camp just before the storm hits right 
as a good dose of like survivalist, a little dose of survivalist fiction in there. Right. Where he has to set up his own little lean to and he digs out a trench and buries coals in it and buries it over and he makes like a hotbed to lay upon and everything. I thought that was a nice little dose, a little chapter of survivalism. There you go. Tucked into this book about dystopia and the collapse of civilization. Yeah. And possible World War Three stuff going on. But the next morning, the blizzard's hitting full scale. He's, like you said, ill-prepared. Gets lost. He's ready to die of uh, hypothermia, and he stumbles onto a building. With a fence around it, which he uh, gets through the fence and is banging on the door. Let me in, let me in, let me in. So the guard's like, no, I can't let you in, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he ends up letting him in, and he goes, oh, yeah, you know, this is a military prison. Well, that's what he tells him. I think the guard tells him it's like a juvenile detention, but it's a juvenile. Oh, I thought it was a military. No, prison. he tells him if well, he tells him at first it's a juvenile place, and uh, he finds it strange that the people are holding up signs in the windows, but they're all written in uh, Russian. Yeah, but it turns out this is where the meat of the story starts. Right. It turns out that this prison is really a Russian prison. Now I'm starting to get where I don't know where this. It left off, so take it back with you. That's about right. And I think kind of if we go from more from there, it just gets too spoilery. Yeah. We're already treading spoiler ground. Well, it's a long-ass book with lots to go. Yes. Reading it is an experience of like going through almost like three different stories. And now we have also, we came to this book, as you said, Chris Walt from New Jersey. And the, the main author on this list is Michael Bunker. What I've learned about Michael Bunker is this guy is one of those completely living off the grid, survivalists, don't want nothing to do with nothing. Like, I would look these guys up to see if I could contact them or do, you know, anything. And this guy, Michael Bunker, is one of these hardcore, off the grid. Only can mail them. Only accept Snail mail. mail. I get the the feeling all the correspondence done on this book was done by snail mail. Right. Like, it really doesn't seem like he has easy access to computers or or anything. Which could be why... And it's on purpose. Which could be why... The other author, Chris, Chris Walt, I don't know how much he wrote of the book. He doesn't get like. Well, I have a theory on that also. Credit on the on the he doesn't get credit on the cover, so he might be like. Well, isn't like I, the go between? I think like, the introduction, the little forward, I believe, is by Chris Walt. Either that, or I read something on a, a blog he maintains. Now, Chris Walt really couldn't find any standalone work from him. There's a lot of magazine work, journalism stuff like that. Right. This seems to be his only real. You know, collaboration as far as books go. And what I gathered was he was in charge of writing the walk to the prison. Okay. Because he's, as I said, he's in New Jersey. The other guy's in Texas. So Chris Walt has the firsthand experience of what it was like after Hurricane Sandy and the blizzard that later hit. My gut feeling is, and I think the way the book kind of, if you think about it, feels, is the first part of this book is the journey, the walk through the storms. And then once... The main character, the protagonist, walks into that prison. This book changes gears big time into something else. And I think that's where Michael Bunker takes over. That, that very well could be. That was my feeling. I don't, I don't know. But that's... It could be. It could be he's collaborates, like you said, to give it flavor yeah. over here. Authentism. Authenticity. 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 Over on this side. Yeah. Where the other guy is like the... You know, he wrote, he had the whole other rest of the story in his head. Right. The Russian part. Right. And 
he's just giving the flavor and maybe some character development. Yeah, it seems that way. Or and also, keeping it keeping it within the realm of believability. Yeah, is also a very good point of this book. Part of that too is this: Michael Bunker had a a big hit series ahead of this Wick series, and this is sort of a prequel series to that. Right. He wrote the Last Pilgrim. That's only a standalone at the moment. I think he's writing further work on that. Right. But The Last Pilgrim was a big book, and uh, this wick was sort of supposed to act as a prequel, I think like a short story, and it wound up just yeah, I think they really were expanding right. upon a small idea. You could definitely tell this was released in serial form. Like, you could see this was a small idea that I think got bigger Kept, and bigger yeah, and bigger. Until they had a book. Because now, like, this thing clocked in at 1,400 pages or something. All four books. All four books yeah. together. I mean, it's a, you know, when you pack it all together, it becomes a clunker. It's funny that, that the author, Michael Bunker, is like a real survivalist because you really see how, at least I got the feeling from this book. Yeah. And I read it all the way through. Dude, just because you're like a prepper doesn't mean you're prepped. No. You know, just because you have all, all the shit together, if you can't keep a low, 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 low profile, you're, you're going to get wiped out. Right. And I enjoyed that aspect of it. And how dangerous it is in the first couple months after uh, a calamity such as this. Yeah, I agree. I like the, like you said, the, the realism. They brought in the Sandy thing. I mean, obviously, you and I can relate to it. Right. A large chunk of the country can relate to it. Uh, and I can tell you that was a pretty authentic feel, riding that part. And there were a couple other things that they brought in the reality uh, of. There was talk, actually, of uh, when all the power was still out. It was right around election time, right? And there was lots of debate about whether the election would go on or not, possibly delaying. Ultimately, in the real world, the elections went on as scheduled, right? The harm to foul. In right. this book, part of the calamity that they take advantage of is that the elections are postponed, right? So that was a, an embellishment to you know to lean the book. But there's a lot of grounding in reality to set this story up, it's, even though it ultimately turns into like an alternate history. Yeah, even though it goes right off the rails on... Reality. Reality. Yeah. You know, and it's a work of fiction. It has yeah. a good grounding at the beginning. I also like how this book... Let's put it this way. As you go along, the motherfucker's not afraid to kill off his characters. No. You know, I mean, by the time you get through the book... And he's good at masking it, too, like where you would yeah. think... You would think these guys are important. Also, it's very... This book is very centered around the first character that we're introduced to on his walk, Clay name was clay clay so anyway this character clay he ties in at the end of the book he ties everybody together it's kind of cool the way it's it's a small it has like that small world thing to it i'm sure there's yeah the allegory he was going for isn't what i got out of it but you know it was it was, it was pretty neat that it, it carried he carried right through the book and it doesn't really end on a complete downer either no this one i don't know how to to put this this one really is... It's a tone setter. A, a, a tone setter, yeah. This really sets up a bigger... I, you know, Without having read it, you have, but this sets up a bigger... You know where this book is going. It's really a localized thing, and you know that from here, this story is going to expand big time. Right. In big ways. Yeah, lots of setup. And, but, but for a book that is a big setup, it's a really good book. I know you gave it to me knowing, like, not knowing how I would react to it, but truth of the matter is i do like these pre-apocalyptic sort of stories there are a couple that came to mind that i've read in the past now there was one definitely i felt 
especially when this guy was doing his journey north, and it was called Soft Apocalypse. I'm going to tell you right now, if you like this book, pick up Soft Apocalypse. You will like that, too. I also felt uh, Cormac McCarthy's The Road. It's, nothing. it's not like it's, it's not like that, but I understand it's not at all like in The Road. The, the world is wiped out. What I kept I kept feeling like it was that desolate, I, I, that I wiped think, out, but I had to keep reminding myself like it's it's not that grim. But I kept getting that feeling like it was. No, that no, grim. you're you're right. Throughout this whole book, there is while you're reading it that sense of despair and desolation. Like you could feel it as you read it. You know what I'm saying. You guys all read. Yep. Or if you don't start start because then you'll understand what I'm talking about. But you could definitely feel the clouds the clouds hanging over your head. You could feel the the sky being really low. Yeah, right. You could feel all the bad karma going on. Right. The road, that was just despair. You know, that was just downright despair. I know what you're saying, and I yeah. understand. Yeah, I don't want to like... I agree, but the stories really aren't even no, close. The stories aren't, but... Uh, but this guy the, does it definitely... Feel, yeah. Does it definitely... He definitely, definitely does a good job of uh, conveying... The desolation and the, the tension, you know, you feel like you've been under storm clouds yeah. for a week while you read this book. Yeah. You better pick up the book. Yeah, Making you better pick feel. up some books, man. Don't regret your life. People, man. <laughs> so, yeah. do we cover this book? I mean, not? I think, how much, what, what else are we going to talk about here? No, because you only read, like, the little baby version of it. I know. So. Well, oh, I think just, what we just gonna, I read Wick. Yeah, how much did you read? Oh, like the first 150 pages. <laughs> oh, really? We could do a good review of the first 150 pages. All our books will review are 150 pages. That's true. So, I like this book. Well, I'll tell you this. If you're if you're tired of horror and you're tired of uh, A. Lee Martinez, you're, oh, tired of, sure. you're tired of funny little monster stories, and you're tired of uh, zombies, and you're tired of uh, zombies and bizarro, and you want something a little different flavor, pick this up. It's yeah, pretty cheap. A, uh, I bought the Omnibus, and I think I paid four ninety nine for it. And you picked up, what, the sample for free or whatever? Yeah, book one was, was free. I don't know if it still is. Had a f- little promo going on, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, because I think, I think what happened was book four had come out, and they released an Omnibus version, so you could buy it either way. But uh, right now, Wick Omnibus Edition is available on Barnes & Noble, Nook, for six ninety five. It's a small investment, but for six, six bu- seven bucks, six ninety five. Get all four books. Also, continues to be free. Book one. It's still, it's Wick, still free? Wick book one by Michael Bunker. Free Nook book. I'm sure it's free on uh, everywhere that, and everywhere. Yeah. Man, I'm, Check I'm, it out. This is definitely uh, a little more serious of a book than we're used to covering. I hear you. A good shift in gears. Yeah, we didn't. It's not horror. It's good read. And I think most people who do like horror and stuff will enjoy a good dystopian post-apocalyptic type of story. Liked it. Thumbs up. Give it a check. Definite thumbs up. Definitely buying. I'll probably purchase the omnibus. Just get all well, four books, one shot, and just be done with it. Finish it off. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe in the summer we'll check up on how Wick went. We'll give it the full omnibus review. Well, we gotta try a beer now, don't we? We do have to try a beer. It it's the most of, disappointed I've ever heard you. <laughs> this is kind of the way this podcast goes. We talk about the book, and then we have some kind of wacky ass beer. Uh huh. Oh, folks, you're gonna want to stick around for the bullshit. Oh yeah. Boy, oh boy, do we have something special. <laughs> Very special podcast. <laughs> 25th. This is the 25th anniversary. Is it? 25th is it anniversary 25th? podcast. Wow, where does the time go? I know. What, what, what was I supposed to get you for our 25th anniversary? Uh, is it silver? 
I don't know, man. I can't believe we've been doing this 25 times already. 25 times we've done this. This is the 25th time we've rocked the mics. Uh-huh. <laughs> In two years? No. No, not even two years. Not a even year two. and a half. Wow. A We're year still slightly in, a year ahead of months. better than one podcast a month. That's yeah. good. What do you want from two like middle-aged guys with kids? Yeah, for fucking real. Fuck's I mean, how much time do people think we have? I don't know. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough hours. I know we sat... Episode one, we're like, shit, yeah. <laughs> Episode a week, no problem. No problem. Crank that shit right <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Time to get the beer. So it's time for the beer. So that means it's time to scream in Russian. My energy should be gone. My begun the Arisha. My energy should be gone. My begun the Arisha. My energy should be gone. My my begun the Arisha. <laughs> And why are we screaming in Russian? <laughs> I have no idea. We're, we're screaming in Pekingese. It's time to scream in Pekingese. I don't think uh, Russian has anything to do with the beer this evening. No, has absolutely nothing to do with it. We just haven't screamed in Russian. Why, why, why scream in French when you can scream in Russian? Seriously. So, this episode's calamity of... Brewing, the brew ha ha, as you would, is a bit of a bit of beer, a bit of pecan harvest ale. It's ale brewed with Louisiana pecans or pecans. Pecans, what's you pecans? Like? You like pecans? I like pecans because I'm not fucking pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> what do the Southerners prefer? Peckins, peckins. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have me some ball peckins. <laughs> yep, yep, it's yep, a ball. Yep. Ball penis, ball peckings. Ball peckings. Come over here and have a pecking log. Come here, boy. Let me show you my pecking log. Let, let's see if we can figure out what's going on here. It's a better. A beater. A beater. A beater. A beater. A beater. I like a beater because I'm not fucking pretentious. <laughs> a beater. A B I T A. A beater. A beater. A beater brewing company, LLC. A beater springs, Louisiana. Ah, oh, it's named after the town. Baton Rouge. Figured out that mystery. Uh huh. Brewed with pale Munich biscuit and caramel malts with, with Willamette hops. Real Louisiana roasted pecans are added in the brew house to give the ale a subtle nutty flavor. I bet you it has a nutty flavor, right? It's nutty. And aroma. Crack one open for yourself. Well, what should we crack it open with, sir? The only thing we ever crack open anything with on this podcast the exclusive the official bottle opener. Books, beer, and bullshit. The Bottle Wrench. TheBottleWrench.com. Don't pay retail. Don't be Greek. Don't be Greek. 20%? No, not 20%. 15, right? 15, 85% on. 80, 85%. <laughs> only pay 85% of retail? No, why pay 100 when you can pay 85%? BBBS show. Show. That's, That's your code. Your, That's your code. code is BBBS Show. It's Christmas time. Stocking stuffers. Stocking stuffers. Absolutely. You know oh my God. You can stock stuffings. Stuff stockings. <laughs> stuff, stiff leg and <laughs> stiff arm people. And you, you definitely can. Load them up. Load them up. Different them up. sizes. Different price points. 15% off. All of it. All of it. Buy some. Use the code. Let them know. Let them know you heard about us on Books, Beer, and Bullshit. This podcast. Let, let me know you heard about. Let them. Let them know you heard about them from our podcast. Yes. Use the code BBBS show. That's right. For 15% off. 
You only get 15% off on any other podcast. No, you're not. Nowhere else is giving you 15% off the Bottle Ranch. This is the exclusive deal of the BottleRanch.com. It is. As much as they, they we're, are. We're our, an official authorized shiller. Yeah. We're, we're actually authorized. We are authorized to shill this product. We we are. Like, we can say whatever we want about this fucking thing. Yes. We but we're their, authorized. We have their blessing. Right? We, yeah, we're completely they're like, like... They're like, dude, you're the best free advertising we ever had. You really are. We're the only advertising. <laughs> yeah, I well, mean... Well, podcast-wise. Right. There's no, no, there's, no other, there's no other promo codes. Nobody no. else has one. No, we have... It's the, not like go to Amazon and put in, you know, code PBS Pen Radio yeah. or Smodcast. No. Yeah, not putting this in is completely exclusive. You ain't, yeah, you're not going there and putting in Opie and Anthony nope. and getting 15% they don't give off. A fuck. Opie and Anthony who? Who? What? What? Kevin no. Smith what? What? No. No. Not no. here. Not Adam here. Adam Carolla who? Only books, beer, and bullshite. BBBS show. 15% off exclusively through this podcast. Let's yes. use this beautiful goddamn bottle wrench. Chuck Forge. Stainless, stainless steel. steel in the 5.8s configuration. This is the fucking Cadillac. It is the Cadillac you of Bottle You want the wrenches. Cadillac of Bottle Wrenches? Tell them five-eighths. You know what's awesome? What? We no longer call it the Beer Wrench. No, we not. We don't fuck it up no more. The Shacuzzi, we're all over the place on. Shacuzzi, <laughs> <laughs> Shacuzzi. I forgot Shikumi. we got to still keep plugging. We didn't get a fucking email yet? No. What do you mean? To get rid of one no, of those fuckers? Sh- sh- see, Miss McCooley has yeah. not come forth to claim his prize. Really? No one's... Really? Nobody no. has no. contacted no. The, the show? No. No, I can't believe we can't give one of those fucking things away. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? How many listens do we get? I don't know, like 100 or so. 100 some people. Yeah, nobody wants the shakuli. The problem could be... We put it winter. too deep into the podcast? No. No one's listening <laughs> by that point. <laughs> That's nothing to do with anything. Everybody's ready to eject? <laughs> like, wick? What? What? Wick? Oh, my Kevin Strange, motherfucker. You're talking about Wick. Dude. The only Wick I want to hear about is Wick Cox. Where's Where's Armand? Where's Armand? What What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> you expect me to, like, read, like... You're getting all serious on me? Almost mainstream press? <laughs> you want me to read something you could buy on the Nook? Are you fucking out of your mind? <laughs> you must be shitting me. <laughs> it's like... You know, available on Nook only? Like, what? What? <laughs> the Wick. Now, who fucks whose finger in Wick? <laughs> Nobody? <laughs> Nobody cuts off a ditch and fucking <laughs> butt slams it? <laughs> no zombie sex? What? <laughs> no red rocker? Come on. What is going on here? <laughs> what is wrong with you people? <laughs> who are these people who took over the book review of PBBS? <laughs> We've abandoned our audience. <laughs> they punched out. They were like, Wick, huh? <laughs> what? Wick? Wick? Sounds indie. No. Never mind. This guy with a penis and he lights it on fire and finds his way through the dark. Wick? <laughs> Wick? What? A Russian spy? There's, Get the there, fuck out of here. There's a guy who dips his penis in wax and like <laughs> lights it like a candle, Wick? <laughs> And it gives him magical flamethrower jisms to fight the zombies? What? <laughs> I'm in. Oh, no, man. It's a creature called Wickfoot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He's a giant hairy ape with little rope feet. No, no, you have to be old Wickfoot. <laughs> he tra- he tra- he tra- he tra- only, only has to be old Wickfoot. Old, old Wickfoot. <laughs> 
I have to get an army of <laughs> cocks <laughs> with flamethrowers who, who stacked feet who stacked together into a, a giant penis. <laughs> Yeah, there's a hundred little cocks come together and make one big cock, <laughs> and they hose it down with cement, making a big hard cock to fight the wick monster who's running around on rope feet. No, no, no. it's a bunch of little cocks, right? <laughs> and they form a house, <laughs> and they put a little sign out. It says "House of Cocks." <laughs> it says "Old Wickfoot, welcome," and he comes in. <laughs> and they all ejaculate and drown the whisper. And then this guy comes next door and he builds a house of cunts. <laughs> and he's like, get the fuck out of here. This place is zoned. It's zoned for cunts. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we're all wiki fez. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, so we got to rewrite that book. <laughs> what was this a beer rich commercial? <laughs> all right, let's uh, roll it back around. Right, the beer. Yeah, the beer. With the bottle ranch, your implement. That was sweet. That was probably my finest open ever. That was a banner opening. That, my friend, is how bottle wrenching is done. And uh, only only the tiniest of little nigglets <laughs> on the top of the cap. You could nearly frame that. I could reuse it, really. You you really nearly could. So little bending. All right. Has your nose recovered enough to take a signature sneef? Yeah. Well, we get a little baccaron music to pour this thing into something or nothing. Has a it's looking, uh has a little color to the head, a little caramel color. Not as um a little tannish orange. We did the Chestnut Orange. beer earlier on, right? That was a lot darker than this. Yeah. Oh, that was that was not good, as I recall. No, not good. This one is a little clearer. All right, give it a whiff. It's looking like buttery, like a, a, a butter a cream, pecan? like a cream beer, like a butter pecan. Yeah, creamy, creamy, creamy. ice creamy. I could smell from here. I'm starting to smell something. No, 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 I'm not really getting like a pecan. Are you? <laughs> you like pecan rolls? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love them. <laughs> it smells nothing like that. <laughs> it smells like beer. It smells like skunky beer. <coughs> it smells weedish. Weedy. It's a weedish beer. You know what you're really smelling? You're smelling those, uh, all those caramel malts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More so than the pecan. Very malte. Pecan, because I'm pretentious. I'm going to wager that we're not going to taste nuts. No, I'm going to say this is going to taste like beer. It's going to taste like beer. And we're not going to taste that, and... Is this a wheat by nature or no? <clears throat> I see pictures of wheat. No, that's pictures of pizza. Oh, there is wheat, yeah. yeah. Wheat there, wheat there, Where? but it's on everything. I guess. Brewed pale Munich biscuit, caramel malt. 
Well met hops. It probably is. I mean, it's a harvest ale, and most of them are. Yeah. Of a wit. Well, there's only one way to find out. Taint there. Taint. Let's give it a roll. It is rolled around the tongue once or twice. Yeah. Give it a roll in the mouth. Wow, that really tastes like shit. That does not taste good at all. That really tastes like shit. Why does that not taste right? It's flat. For all that head. No, it's not flat. No, it don't I, taste I get... flat to you? It doesn't have a flat taste? No. You know what it is? It coats your tongue or something. Let's see if we can I figure can't... this out. You know, it gets a real... Right as you're going to drink it up, the scent goes bad. Like when I tip this cup back and I really get my nose right into that cup, it's almost like the scent changes. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with this. Maybe it is the pecans. I cannot pinpoint this, but this is not right. I wish I could tell you what exactly is wrong with this thing, but there is something wrong with it. You're going to agree it doesn't taste good, or at least in agreeance there. It does not taste good. There's something wrong on the on the front end. I'm telling you, it just falls flat. I kind of get what you're saying. I just can't pick up what's happening. It doesn't taste like nutty, I don't think. No, I taste nothing of nuts. I get no pecan flavor out of it. How much, like, let's just say, right? This is roasted pecan. Like a roasted let's just say, let's just say, for instance, right? Yeah, yeah. You take some peanuts, right? Yeah. Just as a for instance. Yeah. You know, no salt, no nothing, just a bunch of peanuts. Sure. I'll even go so far as to say you dry roasted them. Okay. You got some plain dry roasted peanuts. Gotcha. And you dump them into a, a thing of water. I guess you're not going to impart too much peanut flavor into the water. Yeah, no, probably not. I don't think the nut flavor transfers it's, very maybe well. Maybe it does something else, not necessarily gives it the flavor. Well, they could say there's pecans in here all they want. Yeah, it don't taste like. It don't taste like pecan. It tastes like. It tastes like. It tastes like not good. It tastes like beer that you know what it tastes like. I got it figured out. You now. got it. All right. I got it. You hit me with it. This is a beer, right? Yeah. That someone opened at two in the morning. Okay. Right. Mm. At the end of the party. Okay. And just left it there. Okay. At around 3 o'clock when you were cleaning up because the party got over at 2.45. Okay. You found a full beer and put it in the fridge open. Okay. It's been sitting around out for a while, warmed up a little bit. Yeah. You stuck it back in the fridge, and you drank it like 1 in the afternoon when you got up. That's what it tastes like to me. Like you refrigerated a skunked beer. No. It yeah, hasn't sorry. fully skunked. It hasn't really skunked. It just like went off. Yeah. It's just off. It's just off. Like, you're not going to throw up from it or get sick from it or have a violent reaction to it, but I don't even smell it. I don't no. smell it. And I could pick out. No. Somehow there, I could pick out There's most more flavor there. than there is aroma to it. And I don't even think there's that much flavor. No. I, I, whatever you're going to say about it being pecan tasting. No. I'm no. going to tell you not to me. Letdown? Is this a letdown? It is a real fucking letdown. It's, it's a, a real letdown. bummer. Just like not so good beer. You know, it's like the. It's like the Schlitz of microbrewery. <laughs> they should call this like Newark-style ale. Yeah, why? Just random city. Just There's just lots of Newarks <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, it's just a random, not-so-good beer. Brooklyn ale. And you can, no, it's Brooklyn. Like, Newark isn't like... Red Dirt. Red Dirt Ale. That yeah. would be a good name for it. Yeah, Red yeah. Dirt Ale. Red Dirt Ale. Could be from anywhere. Uh-huh. It's kind of dirty tasting. Just Red Dirt. <sighs> just It's just not for me. I just no. wouldn't drink this. Well, you did. So you don't have to. Oh, what a segue. Uh-huh. Man, I just busted that bitch out of the park. I know. We're going to bullshit. We got through, Wick. 
We got through Wick. Yes, we, we got did. through our version of Wick. <laughs> <laughs> it was a depressing beer. <laughs> no, we needed something, and and we got there. I think it's it's all leading up to this. We've been anticipating the bullshit. Yes, all night long. But first, yeah. If your name is Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> just emails. Just emails, man. We got a jacuzzi with you. Jacuzzi waiting for you. So, you know, when you're taking your shower. Hot showers, cold beers. Cold beers. Seamus. Ain't getting no soap in there, neither. Seamus in the shower, drinking a cold beer. He's got hot water. He don't even care. We should write our own little jingles for these should. goddamn things and just be done with it. We don't have to make shit up no more. Seamus just sing our little jingle. Soaping it up in the shower with a can of beer. Rubs it up and down until the end is near. <laughs> Washes out his ass crack, takes a slug of beer. <laughs> Oops, he got it mixed up. Now what do we have here? <laughs> oh, yeah. Shikuli. Shikuzi.com. 20% off. 80% on. Only. Books, beer, and bullshit. Promo code? BBB20. BBB20. Right. Or you could just email us and we'll send you one. For free. For free. First. No, no, not even shipping charge. First caller. First caller. First, first emailer. First email. First piece person to tweet. Hashtag I am Seamus. Yeah. First person to tweet us. <laughs> hashtag I am Seamus. At Books Beer BS. Yep. You know how it works. Boy, we can't even keep these fuckers in stock, man. We send them out like. They just go. They go. All right. Bullshit tin time. So we have uh, some answers from uh, Yahoo. The results are in. All right. We have some Yahoo answers for you this episode, folks. Um, we actually got some not taken down. Uh, yeah. Uh, surprisingly, both questions stood the test of time. The one, Draven Star, would you hit that? Got one answer, and that was the answer that we got live as we were recording our lap- last episode. Which was? Uh, yeah, like, if you time the timing of the tapping, it oh. might make a little keg since you put this in right, right, right. parenting yeah. or whatever. Right. Uh, so that that's all we got on that one. But on your question, your question was, <laughs> I'm having a purple discharge from my anal vent. What's up with that? I'm not eating grapes or purple drink, you heard? <laughs> we got two answers on that one. Awesome. The best answer, oh, you're going to love this. This is right <laughs> up your alley. In all capitals, any color, spelt with a U. Oh, my European friends. Yes, they my showed English up. English friends. Any color. <laughs> C-O-L-O-U-R, in caps. And then he goes back to normal letters. Any color of a discharge from the anus demands an investigation by your doctor. God damn it, you're right. <laughs> it I demand it. it. I demand. You know, when I wiped it, yes. it, it was screaming at me from the toilet paper. <laughs> I, I demand, demand an investigation. By your doctor. If it doesn't fit. You must have quit. <laughs> that was that had two votes. That was the winning answer from the British bloke who is just a question mark. Didn't want to be known. Just he's just now. Here's my favorite, the one that lost. Illuminati. Excessive plums or blueberries could cause that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not having purple drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, purple drink or grapes. <laughs> <laughs> So there it is. We somehow snuck that by. But here's the fun part. Over in the related questions. Right. Caught my eye. First one. Related question. Penis has purple discharge? Question mark, question mark. Yeah. There's fatty anal discharge. How to control it. I've been having a weird discharge. 35 weeks. 
<laughs> Clear anal discharge? What? Purple discharge. Help. ASAP. Well, let's let's Would see like what the, that has to say. Which one would you like to explore? Penis has a purple discharge. Penis has a purple discharge? Yes. It demands an investigation by your doctor. I woke up and went to take a piss, and this purple discharge started coming out. What could it be? I am very sexually active. Uh. There's an answer. Best one. Steve C. Five years ago. <laughs> Quit dipping your penis in grape Kool-Aid. Steve C. <laughs> Thanks, Steve C. <laughs> also, somebody added, awesome pants. <laughs> added, you have AIDS. <laughs> Very reminiscent of your <laughs> adrenal cancer answer. <laughs> Did you have sex with Barney? <laughs> That's the best answer by far. How about get to a doctor? My God, get to a doctor. <laughs> that is not normal. <laughs> Somebody just answered by saying, wow, that's really disgusting. <laughs> but eh, that was five years ago. Maybe there was a different different time. How about fatty anal discharge? How to control it? He doesn't want to end it. Wants to keep it in check. Yeah, just yeah. fatty. Best answer. Yuck. <laughs> Maybe there's another answer. Maybe a butte plug. B u t t e. Butte. A butte plug. <laughs> I almost threw up, but I reminded myself that you're a troll. <laughs> that that concludes our Yahoo answer segments. There's only so much. Yeah, you could take of that. Yeah. So. Onwards and upwards. What else have we got for the bullshitting? Well, we have a special unboxing today. Oh, I've been dying for this moment. We have a, a depackaging. Yes. Uh, and might I say, sitting here, looking at this purple package that you have before you. Yes. It looks like a very sturdy packaging. It, it nearly is. looks like vinyl. It nearly is. A thick, thick vinyl. It's is a, this like... It's like... You know what it's like? Like a good tablecloth. It's like cloth? a tablecloth. A good tablecloth. It's like the dollar ninety nine tablecloth, oh. not the ninety nine no, cent no, no, dollar no. store tablecloth. Yeah. It's like one louder. Feel it's that? It's not really gonna tear, huh? Oh. no, that's hermetically sealed. It's got a, a, a textured to it. Yes, it has textured a good grip. Vinyl packaging, not unlike plastic tablecloth of a high quality. All right, so purple. It's purple. And it's, it's round. It's round. And it's about about what would you say? You're the you're the uh, expert of uh, measuring things. <laughs> you measure things for a living. It's, it's about two knuckles. Eh, more than two knuckles. Nearly a finger. Nearly an index finger, as as index fingers go. Right, so what would that be about? Two inches. Yeah. Two and a half. It might go about two and a half to three inches. What do you think it is? Uh, let's see. Whatever's in it is round and flexible. Is it? It's flexible. You could squeeze squish it. it. You could squeeze it. Does it return to its former shape? I would imagine it would better once it's out of the package. I guess you would say you have like a 95% return on the squishing. Okay. Is it... I'm trying to think of what I could call this since I know what it is, but <laughs> I'm going to play the game. Does it have any depth to it? I can't, I can't answer the depth. It's still in the packaging. I've never personally seen one out of the in person before. So I this is a first for me, too. That it's a female condom. It could be. It could be a female condom. How about we open it up and find out? Okay. Yeah, we're going there. <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's a female condom. That's my guess. All right. Let's, 
Let's crack this bitch. It's too. It's too much of a diameter for a condom. Even it, it a, even a magnum. It's just it's too too much. Okay. How does it smell? <laughs> Can you give it a signature sniff? Sure. <laughs> it smells powdery. It smells powdery. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, it is. It's a pink ring. It's a pink ring. It's <laughs> with a cellophane. <laughs> a it bottle. Is. It's a nipple for a bottle. This is actually, sir. Yes. The rumored, the legendary, the legendary, <laughs> live in person menstrual cup. Wow! You have just unsheathed a menstrual cup. Yes. Is that it is? Is that the soft cup disposable menstrual cup? It is definitely the soft cup disposable menstrual cup. I yeah. my immediate question is. Who has a vagina that size? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Is that like, for an elephant? <laughs> like, dude, you're 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 gape. <laughs> yes, would have to be huge. <laughs> you How do you be... get that in? Do these things come in different sizes? Is this uh, like the Magnum uh, brand? I don't know. No, it's a soft cup. Okay. Oh, you know what it is, dude. Yeah. Here, it, like it must squish is this it? way. It must like okay. Upon it, even that's like holy yeah. shit. Do you put this thing in? I wouldn't have any fun fucking a pussy that size. A vagina. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can it be worn overnight? It's <clears throat> It's got a pink plastic ring. Yes. And there is basically a sandwich baggie attached to you. It's not very deep either. No. Let's see how much it holds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can we measure it out? Yes, we can. Nice. Can't believe we just unboxed the menstrual cup. Live on Books, Beer, and Bullshit. Live to tape. I have some video tutorials queued up if you'd like. When you're sitting, your vaginal canal is actually horizontal, so insertion of the soft cup is different than inserting a tampon. Proper placement of the soft cup begins by squeezing the two sides of the rim together. Uh, uh, yeah, right Insert the soft cup into your vagina angling it downward and back uh-huh. to ensure the leading rim of the cup slides past your cervix. Down With your finger, left. push the cup back toward your tailbone as far as it will go. Oh, God. Then, gently nudge the front rim up behind your pubic bone for secure placement. When you're ready to remove the soft cup, relax and bear down with your pelvic muscles just as you would during a bowel movement. Dude, you shit it out This will push the rim of the cup forward and make it easier to grip for removal. Simply insert your finger into the vagina, hook it under the rim of the cup, and pull slowly, keeping the cup level to the floor to avoid spillage. (laughs) As you practice using soft cup, insertion and removal become quicker and easier. I can imagine. If you have any questions, please check out the resources on www.softcup.com, the Instead Soft Cup Facebook page, or call us at 1-800-INSTEAD. Dude, that doesn't cock back very much. No, man. Uh, you know it's it is? not how I was... I was expecting a dam. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting... <laughs> I was not expecting it to be like like a pan. Right. Like It's like shoving a pan under the refrigerator when you're <laughs> defrosting it. Yes, it's just like... <laughs> it's time to defrost my uterus. <laughs> Where's my drip pan? <laughs> it's like... The little tuna fucking candy stick under your <laughs> barbecue. <laughs> Just let it drip down. <laughs> would you would you be my assistant here as we test the volume? Absolutely. My hold finger. it hold it level to the floor. I'm holding it level to the floor. Would you like me to make an oval? It no, should not change the density. It should not change how much 
cup is there. Okay. Oh, oh look at that. It holds one shot one. of menstrual juice. <laughs> Dude, I'm, instead it's, of buying shot glasses. Is that a coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> Next party, menstrual cup party. Menstrual shots. Freeze oh, them like yeah. jello shots. Jello shot. This would be an excellent jello shot. Oh, yeah. Because you could push it right out. Look at that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it would pop right over. You'd shit out your jello shot. I gotta, I gotta get me some of these for the next party. <laughs> gotta get in red, yeah, red, yeah. red drank, jello. red drank shots. <laughs> red drank. So we've decided. No, we've actually verified. Yes, it holds one ounce of menstrual juice. Yeah, <laughs> it holds one shot of red drank. <laughs> Chunky red drank. Chunky chip cream beef. And uh, we've learned that you you shove them up there. Yes, s- it, sideways. You would, you would. It's not how I picture the insertion no, of these the things. the insertion is not, like, horizontal. Hold it, hold it level to the floor. Or vertical. No, it's horizontal. It's like you're not sealing off the... Uh, the hole. The hole. No. You're getting up in there like a drip pan. Yes, <laughs> a drip pan. A little tuna can under your barbecue. Right. you got to think of it like that. Yes. As, like, you just shove the uterus as, all the like way back your there. grill. Is it, like, go till it stops? Yeah, all the way back. Yeah, just till it stops. Back into and the then right. Tilt it forward. Tilt the leading edge forward. Something like that. It somehow wedges itself up there like that. Then you shit it out. I think <laughs> it's the terminology they used in the yes. tutorial. Just like B- a bowel move. Bear down like a bowel. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine pumping that thing out, crapping it at the same time? It's like a shark. Dude, I don't know, man. Maybe they should tie a little string to it, like a tampon. A little, uh, a little handle. Well, yeah, why not? You I know, think a little nub, like a, like a well, jewelry box, a little wooden. Nub, you pull it. I I think the reusable ones have the little handle. Yeah, I'm not sure how they work. They look like bells. They have a demo demo <laughs> for those. Okay, so this is the Diva oh, Cup. That's not shocking, um, right there. This one I actually have not used yet. This is one that when I was visiting my mom, I think she I know bought her. it for me because I thought I was going to start my period and I didn't. But she ended up buying me one anyway. When you purchase the Diva Cup, it's going to come with it's going to be this long. Most women have to cut theirs a little bit. So the Diva Cup that I have now that I wear regularly, I actually snipped off a little bit. Which is perfect for women who have shorter cervixes. Or wait, what's plural for cervix? Services? Yes. Esposo is... Thank you for your services. And he's doing such a great job because he hates his period stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so you can snip hey, this Stop with some scissors to make it more comfortable and wearable, which I totally recommend. If Because the first time I wore the Diva Cup, I found it uncomfortable, and it was because the stem was so long. So good thing they have done that so that you can snip it to your size. What I'm going to do is I'm going to show you, um, using my fingers, of course, how to actually insert it or how to remove it. Um, we're going to pretend like this right here is my cervix. When you're wearing the Diva Cup, it fits snugly like this. It doesn't move. I mean, nothing happens. It just sits there and it collects your flow. Now, when you go to remove it, you take the, t- or of course, you can do this however you like to do it, but I found this way to be the most effective. I grab the bottom of it and it has some little, pe- it has a little like squeezy part there that makes it okay to, to pull on. I grab it and I gently pull it. Now, if you look closely, there are like these little, little holes which helps to relieve the suction that the cup has. 
So when you're pulling it, you might hear like a little kind of sound. Uh-huh. And as you pull it, I like to turn it this way and turn it down, turn it down, and take it out of the vagina and then empty it and you're done. And of course, it comes with a little diva bag, which is perfect for throwing in your purse on days you think you may start your period. And I also use this bag to store my diva cup. So yeah, that's the diva cup in motion. Bye! So that one works on a completely different principle. Yes. That one sucks the cervix in. Yes, it sucks. It attaches to the tip of the cervix. Right, where this one goes through it. Just kind of dangles underneath the drip pan. Right, that one, no, that one's more like a, a stopper. Yes. That works more on stopper technology. It's not the drip oh, pan technology. But it still collects. Yes, well, they all collect. Sure. They're all drip pans when it really comes right yes, down yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a, a horizontal that one does, dam. Yeah, it's more of a stopper than a, just a catcher. Yes, this one's for, uh, that's more of a, you know, like a vertical dam. Yes, yeah. This one's like a horizontal, horizontal yeah. catcher. Sits at the bottom. Yes. Catches the drippings. Right. Catch, <laughs> the other one's like catches a, the giblets. Yeah. It's like a suction cup. All right. So now we know all there is to know. Now we understand. I had actually started. You know, this is a very sturdy material. I imagine that's surgical grade plastic. I would imagine. That's very hard like to puncture. So you think it's like a silicone more than a plastic? No, it feels like a... It's just thick, thick plastic. It's like real thick, double thick saran wrap. Mm-hmm. I imagine that would make a mess if you fucked a chick with, with that inside her. No, I'd imagine any of it would make a mess if... Uh, I don't know. I think you could get away with that bell-shaped one. I bet you it hurt when you banged up against it. Because if you're picking it out with your fingers, I don't think it's, it's going up there too far. Like maybe I, you I, could I, I think you'd have better luck with this. Bang around it. Do that porno stance where you kind of off to the side and you're coming to, you know, off to the... Running up, running up against the wall? Yeah, pretend there's a camera angle you got to get. Hit the walls. <laughs> Don't go straight in. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've never known any women that's used these things. Oh. Well. <laughs> Maybe I do. <laughs> Seeing how I acquired this, I would, <laughs> I would say you do. <laughs> just want to take a sip out of it. <laughs> just drank from a menstrual cup. You've heard of pimp cups? <laughs> pimp chalice. It's a disposable pimp chalice. It's a soft chalice. Soft chalice. <laughs> That's what we should do. Come up with our own brand. <laughs> the soft chalice. They got soft cups. We got soft chalice. <laughs> we'll bejewel it around the edges. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? <laughs> you just drank for a menstrual cup. <laughs> I do know how we're going to serve our shots at the Books of Beer and Bull Take now. Dude, you know. Yeah. You know what else? This would be a great uh, piece of survival equipment. You know, it's like kind of like a folding cup. <laughs> Take it anywhere. <laughs> you know, you could, like, keep it in the original package. Could you imagine a bunch of scraggly-ass men <laughs> saddle up to the stream. They're all thirsty. They're in there they're with their cup in their hands. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Jeff wandering up all calm and nonchalant. This <laughs> gentleman, <laughs> good bastards, <laughs> allow me. And he just dips his menstrual cup in all dandy. <laughs> I can't believe he just drank from a menstrual cup. 
That was awesome. All right, it's hermetically sealed. So so there it is, the menstrual cup. I was working on, I was working on long before this, and it went nowhere. A blog shit post right. on like the history of menstruation right. and menstrual cups. I did find out that early tampons right. were basically sticks with lint wound around the tips. That's what I tell the wife. Yeah. Dude, you got a lint trap? Yeah. I got some sticks outside. Why am I spending $12 a box for tampons? <laughs> You know, I, That's I how the Romans did it. it. Yeah, really. It was a good it. one in Rome. It do as the Romans do. Yeah. You know, when you drink out of a menstrual cup, all your dreams come true. Is that true? Yes. All time. Fuck America. We're going to fucking take over America. I got a plan. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I guess that about uh, wraps up the uh, book about portion. Does it. That about does it. Right it just about does it for that section. It's going to do it for that section. It's about going to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> She's starting to shimmy. 